Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is the last edition of our very infrequent compilation recollection show looking back at the music videos of Metallica. This is the fifth edition, so we've now covered, by the end of this book, we'll 41, their entire back catalogue at this point. We're recording this on Friday, the 11th of January 2019. I'm sure there's new videos coming in some sort of form, and you know, it is crazy uh, that we're covering essentially one album in this episode, or half even of that, not, not even the entirety of it um there were videos of course for every single song from hardwired some of them are animation some of them are live some of them are kind of you know uh, suit to nuts music videos with the band playing and then connecting with the main performing stuff we're gonna get to all of that we're gonna basically conclude all the back catalogue and it's not just gonna be me it's gonna be someone that i've probably done the most podcasts with on various different platforms he's an old friend we did the tom waits podcast i always mention and vlog on this show down in the hole where we went through uh, all the albums of Tom Waits. He's been on the show before. I've been on his Paul McCartney show. He's, um, you know, a dear companion. He's Boswellian in his scope. Sam, how's it going? Hello, Tom. Yes, hello. Uh, I'm, I'm fucking great, mate. Fan Dabby Dozy. I'm, I'm kind of getting flashbacks to when we did our last episode of Down in the Hole now. I'm wow. kind of... That was a very sad time as well. But I am certainly looking forward to this last leg of Metallica's video oeuvre. Mm. Um... I'll get my plug out of out of the way, shall I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do a Paul McCartney podcast. The last time you were on the show, actually, we did Love a Man, the Nick Cave cover, and Love uh, a Man. <laughs> we did that, um, you know, together. Actually, the first ever episode I sort of did, you know, in person, which was really really cool. And then we went on to go see Paul McCartney, uh, you know, very soon after. So it was very cool that we did that, and uh, we did recap the Paul McCartney show. That was a crazy adventure <laughs> of a show. But yeah, we eventually saw Paul McCartney, and it was pretty incredible. So yeah, that was on Sam's. Paul or Nothing pod. That's right, man. Yep, you can check out that fantastic ep- episode on Paul or Nothing. Basically, it's quite a similar show to this, whereby I do, rather than like a song-by-song uh, view of Paul McCartney's work, it's it's more album-by-album. But I also do a slew of other content, like interviews, gig reviews, film reviews. Also, rather like this show, my own Who Wants to Be a Millionaire episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> as well as the uh, Kraken McCartney 2 episode that you and me did as well. How, how, that... how did Paul do on Millionaire? Did he get to like 32 with um, Heather, was it? I think he got to one less than your guy, or or he one tied less than Lars. Okay. Or or he tied with Lars. I can't remember. It was something close. That's that that's all I remember. But yeah, please definitely check out our recent trip to London where we actually saw Paul. It was it was the very first time that I have seen Paul. Um, it was one hundred and twenty five pounds to see McCartney. How much was it to, to go see Metallica? Uh, it was around that cost actually. I think it was actually a little bit more. Um, Ooh, I think it was wow. like one seventy or something like that. It was some sort of outrageous cost, but. You know, uh, props to my girlfriend for purchasing that for me. And just before we get to the music videos, if you're not familiar with the format, we just sort of go through the video, recap it, any thoughts we have on art direction or message or, you know, how it works with the song or, you know, anything really we've written down. I should say as well, hit me up if you want to come on the show, metallicapod at gmail.com. I've got two songs open in the next month or so. I've got The More I See, The Discharge cover, uh, no one's picked that, and Mistress Dread from Lulu. I should say I kind of want new guests. Like, there are people who've been on the show a few times and I appreciate that, but... Um, if you've not been on the show before, if you want to just come on and have a chat on Skype about a Metallica song, uh, get in touch with those two specifically, or I can let you know if any of us are available. Uh, Patreon is there, patreon.com forward slash alphabetallica. Episodes like this will go on there first. If you want to help the show, leave us a review. Um, yeah, we're also on Twitter, at MetallicaPod, always asking questions there, asking your feedback on the songs, which I then read out on the episodes. We've got a lot of music videos to get through, Sam. So before we kind of like you know, jump into this Titanic undertaking. I thought we might just appreciate the kind of weird move that Metallica did because they're still kind of pushing themselves at the forefront of like music video content. Because back in 2016, uh, Hardwire to Self-Destruct ca- uh, came out mm-hmm. and they realised that, you know, music videos really aren't reaching the kind of 80s, 90s MTV levels anymore and it is YouTube. So they switched all their content to YouTube now. If there are going to be any future videos, like you say, they will only be exclusively to YouTube now. Is Which is right? great. Well, they won't be on MTV at all, like at, at all. It'll just be on their YouTube, and you know, like obviously they were they were kind of pushing the format back with one in eighty nine on our very first episode, like over a year ago. Yeah, and, and they're still doing it to this day. Uh, there is a, a great quote from Lars when he was talking to the Straits Times, which is a, an English an English written Singaporean newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, Lars said, "Now that YouTube is the world's biggest television station, we figured we may as well." 
knock out a music video for every song. The practicality of shooting 12 music videos is kind of crazy, especially when you're trying to promote your record and you're all over the place and trying to make sure that it doesn't leak. It's crazy, but at the same time, it's fun. And like, it isn't uncommon for, say, like a, a Beyonce album or a Lady Gaga album to have like five, maybe even six music videos, but 12 is pretty fucking mad, isn't it? It is, and they were pretty much released in the same time period within like two months of each other. It got to a point where the last nine were dropped on November 16th of 2016, including the uh, Lords of Summer track as well. What this what this does remind me of, and I know you want me to, to keep the McCartneyisms to a minimum, but um, I've just been doing two episodes. I've, I've literally just in the last two days recorded two episodes on McCartney music videos. So this is my third day in a row, people, of talking about a band's music videos. So forgive me if I sound a little bit strange or if I'm talking a little bit quickly. But Macca did this uh, Back to the Egg TV special where he, he did like a whole album's worth of music videos, but they were kind of cheap, like top of the pop. Is, is that with the animation under the stage? No, it's no. all it, it's all like in like a castle and shot on location okay. and so it's very it's very very odd. But I was kind of thinking like if Metallica were about in like the sixties or like seventies, this de- like this whole uh, hardwired to self destruct. Uh, to self-destruct thing probably would have been like a big tv special or or even like a cinematic release but now in the age of youtube there is just no need for that kind of cinematic movie anymore like do, um, do you remember reviewing big time and how cool big time was like mm. you just don't like um even though they did into the never that like the market for that stuff just isn't there but yeah through through, through the never yeah i mean we'll get to oh, the first the never, yeah we'll get to the first song uh dream no more sam what do you think of this video Dream No More. Um, it was actually directed by that Tom Kirk guy who did Moth to a Flame in our mm. in our last episode, which was basically the band just playing their instruments with a clever twist. Well, sit back and relax, Tom, because this director really does like to stick to what he knows, because that is what this is again. This is the band playing again in a room. This is what they they do best. I'm not going to take that away from them, but we get this kind of. Uh, multi-layered scrapbook collage effect where you know the image is like you know, a, at least a composite of three different images at any one time and we have all the typical hardwire uh, photo projection abstract images mm-hmm. displayed all over the bodies of the band and stuff but th- but the cool bit is that like after the intro we only ever see the band through the, the cutout of this like anonymous figure like is this person a fan of the band can we only hear the music through him blah 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 but it it, it it is this top of the line presentation that kind of disguises the fact that the schlubby band might just be going a bit through the motions just for this video uh, this is probably one of the only ones in in today's list that i actually didn't like mm. um i don't know i kind of felt like couldn't they have found james hetfield something a bit better cooler to wear than just a white shirt uh, you know, couldn't we've just had them doing something a, a little bit more than just standing there? It just felt a bit uh, like, like I will big up the artistry for this one for days on end because like there is some really beautiful stuff in this, but there's also a lot of kind of Metallica cliches like the biohazard symbol and montages of skulls and maggots and yeah. and like ladies' asses. Just a lot, a lot of music video cliches. Really, we've seen this video over, so yeah. much, and we've seen a time lapse photography of a metropolis speeding by. <laughs> You know, it's just all these sort of eked out images. No, I didn't really enjoy this one. It's kind of extending that metaphor of the hardwired cover, the face of in the face, the sort of anthropomorphic shadow. But yeah, for me, it did. Like, you know, there's a lot of fucking music videos here. So it's hard to really define yourself in each one. And and whilst it's not awful, certain imagery like this has to be really sort of originally framed to captivate me, sort of like a Seven Nation Army or something like this, which plays with a lot of those ideas of sort of, you know, fading into the silhouette. But I appreciate that one a lot more. And like you say, there is huge artistry here. Bible verses flash across in like, you know, mm. sprays of white noise and kind of televisual hexagons and Hetfield's right hand. And, you know, it does make you feel quite epileptic at times. It's pretty manic. Well, what I will say, Dream No More is one of those examples of, of music videos whereby you know that Metallica really understand when the B-roll footage of them playing it just isn't enough. So that they, they, they know that they need at least a moderately engaging gimmick to get away with this content being presented. And they do more or less get away with it here. But I don't know, like for all the artistic merits, I felt like. Uh, it could have gone perfectly fine without all those like ridiculous flashing montages that goes all like kind of teenage hardcore and there were parts where i just felt oh this is a bit of a a university student music video like nice idea but 
poor execution all over. Yeah, yeah there's some sort of uh, there's some homages, I assume, like Bittersweet Symphony uh, by the Verve, Richard Ashcroft walking down. Like, just reminds me a little bit of that, and there's nods to a lot of different things here. And and yeah, it does. I don't know. It feels like it. It could. This animation could almost be the intro, like some '80s American VHS on like Sex Education or something. As the <laughs> NAF theme tune plays, it just has this sort of anonymous community feel to it that uh, I don't think is intentional. And yeah, it's not the most uh, riveting of watches. And any, any other thoughts? on this video um one of the telling tales for this era of metallica because like i don't have any um memories of this album i've never engaged with it outside of listening to the songs in these music videos mm-hmm. and the kind of surefire way that i kind of tell if i kind of had a good experience with that music music video is if i remember the song at all and i do not remember dream no more <laughs> at, at all at, at all. all no I, I i don't know how it goes at all wow. at all no um where 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 shall we go next time there's no real chronological order there, is, there is isn't there. really um a video i do want to talk about is halo on fire which i think for many reasons again is just sort of quite cliche but it's absolutely riveting uh you know this kind of live video hybrid live performance kind of a bit like hero of the day uh with the drug adult delinquent being cut to um you know there's no sort of well there is a boxing match actually there's boxing matches both those videos but there's no <laughs> you know weather caster or game show host here it's slightly more morbid and moribund at the start and um i i love seeing the crowd sam and they sing they mouth the words of the song which i don't think oh, i've seen much no. in a music video so so you like it then you no like i don't it. like no no i don't necessarily <laughs> like it but i just say it's quite unique because because like you know in that early ba- uh, uh battle rap video where you were facing murder right wow uh, which is still a classic in my eyes but like you know how that video was clearly struggling with like the number of crowd extras in 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 the shot there were i kind of felt like i kind of felt like this video had that as well there was kind of like a lack of people no I, no there was, I, a, there was I, a dedicated I, circle i found a fairy ring if you will from our mushroom heads that means deep uh, roots in the band dude it was a circle of like clear metallica mega fans and yeah, yeah like, there was a behind did you watch that behind the scenes video there is a behind the scenes video um <laughs> of this and it was a fucking awesome so basically shine oakland and it shows this giant sort of empty opera house warehouse where yeah. they are and it's descending at night and everyone is hyped as fuck coming in here some guys explaining that he came like three thousand miles to get here and you know <laughs> be in the crowd and shit like that and uh, also interviewed is the main woman Jana canavero um and she talks about getting like bruises painted on her so essentially the narrative sam is here today esque as i say but in this case walking across this quite treacherous landscape being offered drugs being manhandled eventually emerging in a pit which feels like where metallic is playing but the, the two don't ever sort of clash they're sort of no um, they don't they're sort of you know simultaneous there um into some sort of fight club well yeah like i first started watching this and like um, rather interesting as well uh, when you reference here uh, here of the other day it, it is all shot in black and white so it's got that kind of artsy yeah. tone to it but when you meet her she's like all alone in bed covered in bruises so everything about the framing her body language and like you know just everything she's meant to be weak look sad and look vulnerable and then oh oh gosh wasn't i prejudiced it turns out she's really like awesome and badass and that she could actually handle herself and i did i did like that turnaround all of these Metallica music videos have some sort of twist element to them that are always engaging. Like even if you feel like the, the video is going to go one way almost every single time, especially when we talk about confusion, you know, you really do get that kind of rug pulled out from under you, which I always do appreciate. Um, speaking of the uh, behind the scenes footage, did you see that, that, that they actually kind of played it live and made it into an actual proper like mini gig like yeah. that, that, yeah. that, that energy was kind of captured on camera in the best way and the worst way because like some of it was was just like raw like head banging thrashing but then some of it was just gurning in the worst fashion like people desperately trying to make the final cut like i'll definitely make the edit if i go <laughs> and, 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 and like it did kind of kind of piss me off a little bit because like because like Back back when they were at San San Quentin, like they couldn't like even get legally close enough to the fans to do stuff like that. So so I I, I kind of preferred that. Yeah. Like and they are all decked out in their like Metallica merch and mm-hmm. like they're like oh Metallica when they did one they were in a warehouse and now we're in in a warehouse with uh, them. You know. know yeah. That, but but, but oh. yeah, I mean Jay, they're all having a ball playing as well. And like you say, it does feel yeah. real because it is real. And if you watch the behind the scenes footage, hearing the reverb. 
of this giant shelter above them is is dope and it sounds really really cool and they've got a really i think they're just playing off amps there and they just got the kit there like there's nothing else no more ornamentation so yeah it is it is a cool video for the most part and it's very classic in its structure i feel like this sort of thing is commonly done isn't it the kind of story <laughs> happening that in some way interacts or shares a background with the band as they play the song yeah, it really reminds me of an Ed Sheeran music video. Oh, okay. uh, um, I'm in love with the shape of you, or something like that. Right. Where like, like he's like walking for most of the video, and then, but he fights at the end, but he, in like a big sumo thing. Like, like the structure's shockingly similar. It also reminded me of a Paul McCartney music video, literally released <laughs> this year, called Fur You, which oh, you yeah. actually, which you actually would have seen Tom at the show that we yes. saw yep. on a. December 16th, he actually played it in the background. And that is also a black and white video of someone walking at the camera. So I couldn't help but compare there as well. Mm. Um, there is no miming in this video, though. So there is a kind of level of realism there that they do go for there. And it does it does pay off. It is, it, it is one of those really good build up, build up, build up, wham, pull the rug out vi vi uh, videos where, you know, the ending's just got a really good stinger. So, you, you know, you leave with a smile on your face. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of fighting. Uh, initially she's fighting a homeless person and um then into a really big black guy and then into a sort of andre the giant stone cold hybrid who f actually throttles her and she's kind of thrown to the ground and um you know people are bouncing along regardless and uh, halo for me personally has never been the most affecting song um i find the ending i just don't find it that moving um i don't find the, the ending solo either i find it a little nonsensical um at points so it doesn't resonate as much but still the connection that the band have particularly james um it's interesting that uh, i don't think lars is interviewed at all for the behind the scenes video very little it's mostly james and he seems to be absolutely you know, he's so gallant there and uh, he's relishing uh, the opportunity and mm -hmm. you know you seem like hugging fans and talking to people and stuff like that and uh, you know it, it does come across and i just think as a document of this song um more than anything this is a successful video one of my favorite bits of the behind the scenes was when the main actress was talking about like feeling awkward in front of like large crowds. And I'm like, you're saying that in front of the wrong band. And like, they should have just done a smash cut straight to Metallica in Russia in front of like that, those million people just jumping up right, right up and down. So next time, can we do what? Is, hang on, wait, is it Am I or Am, am I, I Savage? Yeah, yeah. There's a... So up next time, can we do Am I Savage? Because um, that was also directed by the same two people who just did the last one, um, professionally known as Herring and Herring, aka Jesper Carlson and Dmitri Schlabanov. I, I, right, I can't, yes. <laughs> I can't believe that's his name, but I'll, I will, I will go with that. Their only other project is Halo on Fire, so I'm not sure if this kind of uh, ended or started their career. We, we, uh, we'll see. Um, but I definitely feel like they did have some cool ideas about what they wanted to do with this one. Do you think so? Uh, to a certain extent. I felt a little let down by this video, to be honest with you. I was okay. anticipating something a bit more original. I think it followed the solid grid of act structure throughout of him kind of acting around this anonymous morph suit family and then later transforming in some way releasing some feral state and attacking you know said environment and i, I don't know some of the imagery was lynchian inland empire to a certain extent but none of it i felt was that devastatingly awesome well, see, I was reminded more of uh, Charlie Kaufman's Anomalisa and that Scarlett Johansson film, The Skin I Live In, because right. like, like, in, in The Skin I Live In, she lives in this kind of black void world where, where this whole thing... So basically, the whole video is kind of done in this almost like live theatre fashion, whereby there are these little isolated vignettes in this completely black void, and we see the main guy, he's a popular guy, he's a family man, he gets on well at work with his colleagues, and yet despite all this... Like it's all about like a lack of connection with people, and like like through his eyes, everyone's this amorphous anthropomorphic blob that looks exactly the same, which isn't like the healthiest worldview. But you know, it's still cool that Metallica are offering different types of reality, and they're playing with reality, and that's a theme that's been running throughout, and it's still paying off for them, which I do like. I did find it a little bit uh, routine. Uh, and a yep. bit cliche when he started to uh, trash the uh, the fantasies and dreams and tear them down and like I oh, take take that business meeting take that cocktail party take that family birthday and I was like eh, they yeah, yeah. they could have they, they could have done something else the, the, the water cooler one was good 
I wanted James Hetfield in a caveman suit. Like, like that's what I wanted from from this video, but I never got it. But I wanted James Hetfield in 1980, like with, right. with his like big hair and a big club. That 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 would have been enough enough for me, really. But you know, again, artistically, this one is very very interesting. They 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 do try to do something cool. I I know how. Uh, with with a lot of the videos today, I'm going to talk about how there's kind of like a disconnect between the the band playing footage and the a plot stuff. But with this one, they did try and incorporate it a little more directly. Uh, you know, they had the band kind of being the only things that exist outside of these little, yeah. you know little black and, vignettes. Uh, I think, I think the first time we see Kirk is when we see both of them on screen. Yeah, you know, the, the video does its job, even with like you know the, these. The aging Metallica does make them look actually badass without having to put them in the live setting. Like there is no question that whenever Metallica are playing live, they look cool. But sometimes in the music video staged format, they can tend to lose a certain edge. But here they are presented perfectly, uh, even though if the artistic vision that you know they were really going for isn't quite realized, you know that maybe if they, they, they had a second go at it or changed one other thing yeah. or... Yeah. Or got another writer in that they really could have had something really, really interesting. But it, it kind of just ends with him trashing stuff, which doesn't yeah. end things on a nice note at all. Like it's, it's like, and and now what? You you got to clean up cake. Right. Yeah. It wasn't the most uh, invigorating ending for sure. But I, I don't mind it. It just again, it's like the song to me. It's like the album to me to a certain extent. It's a little bit pedestrian, but you have to admire um, the amount of creative work that went into all these things. You know, I've got to give it up to them regardless. And let us know in the comments uh, which of these videos that you enjoy the most. Uh, and obviously get us at Metallica Pod. So um, the next video, Sam. Um, I'm just having a look here. What's the next one that I want to tackle? Spin the wheel. Shall we do Man Unkind? Man Unkind, which I thought was Man You Kind for about two days whilst I was doing my uh, research for this. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to say the last time I'm going to mention McCartney here, but uh, on his 2018 album, Egypt Station, and all of the videos that accompanied that album, all but one, they made the conscious decision not to show the aging McCartney. And in this video, they, they do it with a kind of adorable twist by doing something similar. Uh, Tom, have you seen the film Bugsy Malone? Ah, oh, no, my nan had the VHS for years, but I never got around to it. Ah, oh, so, so okay, so if anyone else hasn't seen it either, it's this gangster movie where all the adult characters are played by children. And recently I had the pleasure of being told to sit down and watch it. And it is like, you know, a rather shameless classic. Right. And like that, this vid, uh, this video's gimmick is having the band be played, well, and, and, all, and all of the crowd be played by child actors instead. Um, and and but the thing that kind of sells the video for me is what they make the kids do, because what they make the kids do is just is just ridiculously evil. It's fantastic, isn't it? It really is, yeah. And the tribute band that we see play um, and go through is um, is pretty incredible as well. Hang on, did we watch the same video? Are you sure they're kids? Isn't it a band? Isn't it mayhem? It's not actually mayhem. Um, it is a bunch of children, I believe. Uh, right. Because, and I thought it was a tribute to mayhem, because, like, you know, of all like the the arm cutting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it actually them? I'm not. Oh, quite, I'm not quite the, sure. Well, the whole band, um, the whole crowd are children, and I'm pretty sure yep. the like the band themselves are quite diminutive, especially when you look at the lead singer. Like the lead singer does does have dead's makeup. Now, like you know, he he looks exactly like the lead singer of, of of Mayhem, and you know he slices his his arm open and he sprays it all over the children, and rather like a kind of satanic. Uh, you know, saccharine blood version of R. Kelly spraying the blood all over the children, right. and they're and they're lapping it up, and like and like the kids are going mad and like grabbing a severed pig's head and going crazy. Yeah, yeah, and eating then... it. It, it, it... <laughs> it gets pretty mad. It gets pretty mad. It's 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 a very demented Guitar Hero boss level for me. <laughs> you wrote that down, and you were very happy with that line. <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny yeah yeah but but, um, I, but but yeah essentially it is this um you know the porcine imagery throughout as well um everything is desecrated you know the pork is treated like hetfield would do at a roast um it's it's a pretty you know pretty exciting performance uh regardless of diminutive stature there and yeah, uh, uh they, you know uh, if you will yeah yeah again it's it, the band don't have to be in the video in, in in any way uh per se and uh you know i think this one helms a lot of the spirit of the song and, and goes with it 
Yeah, the, um, on, honestly, for me, uh, as a guy who never sat down to learn an instrument properly when he was younger, this video is just like the perfect escapist fantasy for me. You know, kind of like when when you watch one of those five year old kids from China playing Beethoven's Fifth. You know, right. uh, th- there is just a ridiculous charm to this, and I really don't care if it if it isn't the band. Um, they just carry it perfectly, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and the basis to me visually is maybe a slight reference as well. I know it's mayhem, but it reminds me a little bit of Steve Harris of Iron Maiden. Got vibes from it at points, and um, yeah, it really is a very cool performance. And it's just good to see the song as well with a lead singer at the helm, not someone like Hetfield, who probably you know is an incredible frontman, but nonetheless has a guitar. And this guy just prowls the stage and holds the mic from up above. And you know, yeah, yeah. I, re- I, re- I really, really like how this is done. And uh, yeah, I'm really fond of this video. Um, the next video, Sam, I want to get to is spit out the bone spit out the bone and let me just find my notes on that uh listen to a man scroll down <laughs> so um confusion is not going to be the only video on today's list that's going to remind me of content we've covered on this podcast before because uh spit out the bone can quite clearly be seen as the successor to all night long uh, as once again uh, Metallica takes us in this kind of alternate history where the worlds of man and then the machine are brought crashing together like the Matrix um, and like the main half of it the half that I like is presented in that same documentary yeah. uh, all night long quasi historical footage of these so giant all conquerors like yeah these giant spiked ball invaders yeah, that, yeah. that if anyone plays of... Abe's Odyssey Rupture Farms you'll know what I'm talking about <laughs> or, or they look like the shells, the shells from Mario Kart as well. Actually, they look a little uh, bit from. If any Dream Theater fans know about the, you know, incredibly badly received album by them, the Astonishing, the the front cover of those. Okay, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that out. But you, you won't thank me. It's not, it's not very good. But it is just a that Fallout landscape, isn't it? Yeah, but then the second half is where my real issue with the video comes in because that first half was very realistic and done really well. But then we meet like you know the resistance and they're clearly human actors on a green screen set and it kind of takes a U a U turn with a more slapstick comedic B movie type of aesthetic like with that overlord who's just a giant plastic skull and glove hands, the cheap makeup, the bad acting, the kick ass resistance babe, and even a cameo from makeup artist Tom Savini who did who fucking did like. Um, dawn of the dead and stuff like that and like that all kind of points out how the video shouldn't be taken seriously but all the other footage that's kind of grim and scary like tells me like the opposite and like this odd mixture of beastie boy shoddy like type effects mixed with that docudrama historical footage was a bit a bit jarring to me and i kind of wish they either went fully uncreative and just did all nightmare long part two or just went fully batshit crazy and attempted the whole so bad it's good B movie stuff. Um, uh, yeah, it yeah. it just it just it, it it just doesn't do it for me. And I then mean, like you know, long Power Rangers like fight sequences at the end. Oh, with the Emperor's Guards from yeah. Star Wars and, yeah, like, and, yeah. and like and, and like the Kung Fu and then oh no, the guy from the start's a cyborg. When he takes his eye patch off, he's got a robot eye. Yeah, it's a oh, bit cringy. No. It's a, I, I agree. I, I would prefer the uh, melange of old school, you know, uh, Fallout raid shelter propaganda, and also the synthesis as well that it does of the effects onto that. Sometimes it can be a bit like whatever, like you know, loads of them filing down, and there are the beasts above. But sometimes I think they all salute it, and the way they edit it is quite yeah. nice. I like yeah. that. Yeah, but like, yeah, like, so, like, uh, some countries like what, like, a uh, worship it and stuff as yeah, well. With, yeah. You know, like, but and and again, that half of the stuff, that world building, is is just as good oh, yeah. as the last time they did it. Um, there is just like a again a bit of a disconnect between the two elements. But then there's a third element as well. Um, again, with that kind of teenage hardcore edge lord montage stuff, where it's like you know shots of like humans turning into circuitry or t- or skulls turning into metal and all intercut with yep, yep. maggots and rotting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's all like a give you a kind of Japanese cartoon seizure montage form. Yep. And I don't know the artistic reasoning behind it. I'm sure if if you ask the guy, uh, what's his name, Phil Mucci, I'm sure if you asked phil mucci what he was doing i'm sure he'd give you a reason but it just feels like it's thrown in there for the sake of it leading to three elements that don't work well so i'm just left kind of like bleh from this one like it could it could have been good there's an there's an alternate universe out there where it is good but it's not this one 
I mean, there's some fucking great moments in the video, though, I have to say, especially towards the end when it shows the robots taking over the world and the map of the world becomes like a circuit board uh, rather than a Pangea, which which I absolutely love. And we get a shot of Epcot as well, um, the, the dome, the golf ball from the experimental prototype City of Tomorrow and the Eiffel Tower. And, you know, the, the villains are a little anonymous for my taste. They're, you know, Dalek-esque. They're not exactly Cylons or any shit. But um, I think it goes well, and I agree, yeah. Absolutely been the scenes of Princess Mononoke <laughs> fucking getting a fight on. I don't, I don't give a shit about your anime. Go go, fuck off. But um, she was put more like... James, put James in there, you know. Yeah, I was, I was more thinking Prin- Princess Mononoke Ray. Yeah, but, yeah, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> all in all, I think this one for me is definitely the one that... I don't know, I enjoy, I enjoy most of the most, you know, and I think it's got 17 million views um, online as well. Definitely one of their most vi- viewed videos from Hardwood. Oh, wow, that's that's pretty cool. Shall we uh, whack out the two live videos now that we're kind of halfway through? Let's get into it, yeah. Let's do Lords of Summer. Um, I remember when I was doing my research for this episode, and I, I was doing it um, in the list that Wikipedia had given me. So by the time I'd written my notes to spit out the bone, I realised, oh, there actually hasn't been any concert footage music videos yet. And then just like that, I kind of felt like, ah, oh, me and my big mouth, I kind of summoned the like the video for Lords of Summer. Um, I guess um, the one compelling thing we could say for this uh, song would be that it's been interesting over the, all these episodes to see how the Metallica live experience has or maybe hasn't evolved over the years. Um I feel like the only things that have really changed is the bassist and the size of the crowd. Like, yeah. obviously, they're clearly still stage masters like no other. And even though I'm not familiar with the song Laws of Summer, they still have managed to sell me the idea of going to see them live again. So well done to them. Yeah, have you you've not seen them, have you? I haven't seen Metallica. Um, I probably would pay over 120, 25 pounds to, to see to see them. Though I, I honestly thought Paul would, would, would be like 200 plus each. But hey, um, yeah. I mean, I we're, we're getting to that age now where we're not exactly old, but we've you know been going to concerts long enough that we should have seen the people we need to see. And I think we said before that if Waits announces any gig anywhere, obviously we just have to go. Like, you know, even if he's playing in Denmark or something, it's like, you know, we're, we're absolutely there. But Metallica are one of those bands where, luckily, they are still, you know, completely active and actually play in the UK in 2019. But um, Oh, wow, they are. Oh, they shit. are, oh. yeah. I think they're doing Manchester and uh, and London uh, over here, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Lords, it's hard to know what to say, really, about it. It's just a live video, you know. It's very, very cool. I like the cuts to um, Doris in the crowd, the crowd bouncing, the more intimate moments of stagecraft than just taking photos but mostly it's a really awesome performance like it's just constant cuts to the band kind of similar to the uh neem cinematography it really kind of bludgeons you to a certain way how professional and, and polished these guys are I, I enjoy it with the black balloons and everything oh yeah no, no. the band themselves are, are just unparalleled when they are being when they're being filmed something happens live that is just truly transcendent uh, one of the highlights of the, of, the, of the video for me would just be like Lars screaming at the audience. Like, I don't know why, but I'm always drawn to Lars and his various drummer faces. And this video gives gives me a lot of that. Um, not too much to talk about about this one. My original plan was to milk some time uh, and some content by like looking at some of the comments for uh, from the YouTube section. And there was just nothing. There was right. just nothing just be to like, mind there. If, like, like if you're from Bogota 2014, it's like, oh. I love Metallica. <laughs> The one that kind of made me chuckle was this song should be played all across all across Westeros. But yeah, that's uh, that's Lords of Summer. Uh, Five point eight million views. So again, unsurprisingly, uh, you know, hugely hugely popular video. Sam, um, what was the uh, what was the other live one? The other one was the second version of Now That We're Dead. Okay, I didn't um, actually see this one. So what yeah. Was this? It's directed by Brett Murray, the guy who did the first version as well. And rather like when I was uh, reviewing the Mull of Kintyre music video that Paul McCartney did, uh, I'm not quite sure which one came first because the second version is clearly the worst one and the one that wasn't released, just like Mull of Kintyre. So I think this might be actually be really version one. Um, I'm glad that they kind of looked at the hardwired for destruction uh, for sorry, that. I'm glad that they looked at the hardwired to self-destruct like format that they were doing and decided to only do one live uh, music music video, like just live yeah. performance thing. And with this one, I distinctly get the feeling that this one was done first, and then they were like, ah, 
let's not do this. Let's go and take a second stab at it. And we, and we do get the kind of classic album cover uh, homogenization one that we got on our last ep- episode. Go, go back and check that one out. But I am glad that at least they did put this one on the YouTube and it is a little bonus for the fans. And it is an example of how them moving to YouTube is uh, opening up chances for them to release content that may never have even been released, except for as some sort of, you know, DVD bonus extra. And it it is totally worth it. I'm not sure, again, how I could describe another five out of five live concert of Metallica. It's just them playing now, uh, now, now that we're dead. And after five of these episodes, there's not much more we can say about the live Metallica experience, especially since I'm doing it by myself and I haven't seen them. <laughs> but yeah, no, Tom, it, it was it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. It, it wasn't good. Was it, it? It wasn't bad. It was just an uh, another advertising tool for the band. And I think I think by this point, you know, it, it's like Coke or McDonald's, where you start to wonder, you know, do they even need to advertise their live shows anymore? Like, like they they will fill out those stadiums every time. So I'm glad that they they are focusing more on the artistic side of music videos. And getting onto that artistic side, I think one of the greatest things that they did of this batch, and certainly the most wonderful uh, homage, this being Murder One to the dearly <coughs> departed Lemmy, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed uh, by the animation and the sentiment in this video. And I think it's the only video I've ever seen that has subtitles that basically give the biography of the person they're eulogising as the song plays. And the song itself, of course, Murder One being a tribute. Uh, to Lemmy uh, in the first place so um, yeah it's quite a unique experience Sam are you much of a Motorhead fan Tom? I I respect them I've got to say I've never really like enjoyed them at length like I know that Steve Vai's been on one of their albums in like 2011 or something like that maybe Mm. earlier than that but um, yeah I mean you know Tony Hawk's 3 was one of my favourite games Shay Ace of Spades and um, obviously Metallica love Motorhead as well. We've covered a lot of their songs already on the show. But am I a Motorhead fan? No, I wouldn't say especially. I'm, I'm guessing Metallica are, though, because obviously this is one Giant. big, m- massive love letter to Lemmy. And we see everything from his time as a roadie for Hendrix, getting kicked out of Hawkwind and then becoming Lemmy of Motorhead. And like one of my favourite little bits is when he is just kicked out and left on the Canadian border by Hawkwind, the, the uh, text says he first got his revenge by shagging all of their old ladies, which I just thought was an, a nice, wickedly immature kind of British moment, just just uh, for the use of, of the word shagging. Yeah. There's also these little a- um, animated cameos of Metallica themselves right at the end of the video, which are very nice as well. And uh, seeing Lars and James do their Metallica faces in a photorealistic cartoon fashion was, of course, a joy for any fan. Um, the artwork is very unique, though. Um, it, it kind of reminded me of like Jamie Hewlett, who did like Tank Girl and designed the Gorillas. Yeah. But also, it kind of had shades of Samurai Jack and stuff like that as well, because like it, it's all just done so smoothly and really effortlessly. Is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, really, um, really tasteful. Like in terms of animation, it's as tasteful as it is as distasteful for John Lasseter to be working at Skydance. Well, like um, it, this film is as dirty as John Lasseter. This is a world. Wow. Exclusive- <laughs> <laughs> this is a world exclusively through his eyes. You know, yeah. there, there. You know, it's full it's of drugs. Yeah, you know Jack Daniels gambling, fast cars. Scandal, you learn scandal. a lot. You learn about the Hawkwind history. There's a, a brilliant image of him at the fruit machine as the Beatles play in the cavern. Yes, and um, there's another Hendrix shot where he's drinking Jack Daniels, and the solo, which apparently was based on the sound that slot machines make when you win, it then like, <laughs> d- like smash cuts like hard cut to the to the slot machine, and it is like a, this 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 bright seizure inducing moment, and it it really is a, a really awesome video. It does keep you active and engaged, and there's always stuff going on, and there's a lot of unique images like. Um, you see Lemmy through the years going backwards, which was a nice, a, a nice little montage. But like, you know, his like amphetamine eyes never fucking changed. There's these big fucking blue things that just stare out uh, out of the screen. And when Hawkwind drive away, he lifts up his gun and a sniper scope comes out of it and stuff. So there are, there are these really cool artistic moments. And there's this red and blue stark contrast imagery that looked a lot like the uh, man unkind lighting. Actually, I, I did notice a little bit of a, a, sim- a similarity there. But just the whole thing is just done... Uh, it's, 
like just uh, like I say, so tastefully. Like, I couldn't imagine a better tribute to anyone really, except for maybe something like Living in the Material World, which is a three-hour fucking documentary. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I really love the art direction here. It reminds me a little bit of Queens of the Stone Age. Um, go with the flow video as well. Oh, yeah. On this open blood red highway. And it is a really cool biography. And again, I want to say a, a very educational one. And it's nice, um, you know, in the sort of length and depth that it describes these things. The homage is excellent. It's kind of got a never soft uh, aesthetic there. He ends with a smoldering... Stop, stop about tony hawks man it ends on a uh smoldering cigarette and a finger held aloft and um you know it's a song that i'm not really that big of a fan of i'm gonna get to pretty soon actually um in the run of the show i think in about three four weeks something like that um but you know it's grown on me through this video um i really like this uh, interpretation what's next um next is here comes revenge here comes revenge. Uh, so this is actually a, yet another animated Metallica music video, and you know we've we've kind of dealt with these before on the show, and there's already been a Metallica kind of aesthetic that's been established, both uh, with, especially with the last two animated ones, and like you know it's it's all like badass and black and it's hardcore mm. and it's and, it, and it's heavy metal. And the best thing about this one is that it's very unique in terms of Metallica's back catalogue. Um, rather than any flashy computer-driven effects, what we are treated to is this 2D stop, well, it's kind of stop-motion picture yeah. book, Grimm's fairy tale, mm-hmm. BBC children's television. Wes Anderson, sort of. Yeah, where you could almost imagine like the whole thing is part of like some kind of disturbed children's coloring book, and like contrasting this against the incredibly heavy sound of Metallica is one delightfully asymmetrical experience. Um, I like the just like the tone that ties it all together is just so grim and grey and foreboding. Like you know something awful is being set up, but you also know that it's a Metallica video, so you know that it might not go that way. Um, did, um, it reminded me a lot of Bluebeard, which I know you would be uh, familiar with, Tom, from English uh, English Lit at school. Angela Carter, uh, yeah, yeah. Like we get this hyena wolf figure. And like his mounted wall trophies and their dresses and the clearly, clearly they're like women in his life. And like there's this kind of, you know, you think he's kind of just some anthropomorphic furry creature. But no, they are like animals who just have human heads. And I'm not sure what 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 the meaning of that is. But there's a real uncanny valley sense that just gives everything another sense of unease. And it's this kind of thriller where he's stalking the deer next door. Uh, but then it becomes a full-on horror where, in a kind of evil dead manner, all the trophy heads of different animals he's killed or slain or made trophies of uh, all come to life. And then they all chase him out of the house. And then the deer's there brandishing his shotgun, smash cut. Uh, the hyena man's all tied up and the deer and all the dead animals have all got their bodies back. And they have like a, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of dinner with him. And then he ends up in a jail. And what I like about this one is that it's open to a whole bunch of interpretations and theories surrounding the meaning of it all. There's enough ambiguity not to spell it all out. Like, you know, you have you do have very obvious stuff like the, you know, the way that men might be predatory towards animals and women. And you've got the wolf wanking off slash polishing his shotgun. That's very obvious. Mm. But then, then you've got stuff like the jail at the end the the can of beans and the ring and stuff which makes it a little easier for me to just kind of exist in the world of the video and not read too much into it but it, it's so unique and so artistically stylized and it's also the only video in their history that is directed by a woman as huh. well which i might also point out uh, jessica cope yeah yes. she fucking smashed it out of the park if, she if did she um worked on frank and weenie apparently uh, de- yeah, I can, I can definitely see that, definitely, yeah. Yeah, and she worked on something called The Astronomer's Son, which actually looks quite cool, uh, by Screen Yorkshire, so you may have to check that one out. But yeah, I really dig this video. Reminds me a little bit of Sweet Tooth by Jeff Lemire, that I know have persisted you to read, but I don't think you ever have. It's a great graphic novel. That, oddly, I picked up the hardcover of it uh, a few years ago, and the foreword is by none other than uh, Michael Sheen. Which came out okay. of nowhere, but yeah, he 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 really digs it as well. It's about these sort of anthropomorphized, uh, you know, last species on Earth sort of thing. But um, but yeah, really, really did enjoy the video. Um, you know, found it wonderfully creepy. 
and um, I thought he was expertly edited and I just li- like the look of this guy in this sort of dowdy Willie Loman shirt and the creepiness <laughs> of the uh, of the dresses uh, beneath the acephalic animals and, and just a lot of the intimate touches as well what they wore uh, the hanging washing swaying in this mountainous breeze I thought he was executed expertly you know what now that now that you mentioned Frank and Weenie, it is very Tim Burton esque with those yeah. you know ha- houses on on top of a hill and there's nothing else in that in that world and it's got that typical grayness. So yeah, um, just points all around. Yeah, it's probably one of my favourites that that we've looked at t- uh, today. Really, yeah, I would say that. And uh, the final one brings us to confusion, Sam, which might actually be my actual favourite. Ah. Um, and I thought watching this, I thought two things. Firstly, I thought, oh, this is just the day that never comes, part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oh, you know, rather than, uh, you know, the war there, it's just going to be about the war at home, blah, blah, blah. But it, it kind of should be noted that, uh, oh, shit, I've actually got something totally wrong. This, this is also directed by a woman as well. Oh. <laughs> Insert sexist Ghostbusters wow. joke here and we can move on. But, um, but yeah. Uh, at first, you're kind of under the impression that this is just, you know, oh, we're back in not Iraq again, soldier roaming around the battlefield, yada, yada, yada. But then she finds a phone, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, it's kind of like um, a Catherine Bigelow thing going to happen, and, and like the bomb's going to go off. But then I'm thinking, ah, oh, but the phone's not even plugged in, so that's kind of stupid. I can't wait to take the piss out of that. And then she picks up the phone, and bam, she's back in her office, and seemingly the phone she picked up was actually her office phone. And the whole thing is kind of like, like is it all going on in her head are they dreams are they are they are they flashbacks but but either way it's this great metaphorical and symbolic look at kind of ptsd and the war after the war and i thought okay this is a this is a a, a nice unique look that that metallica haven't done and i think its uh execution is near flawless yeah i think the cinematography is fantastic it's like a catherine bigger loud or something you know yeah, and just like there are so many nice, nice touches where, again, Metallica are playing with reality and dreams and bringing different stuff in from different realities. And like, I like how the guy in the office is playing with the little um, hel- uh, helicopter, but then she's actually being chased by a giant Apache in in yeah. in the war in her mind. And then like just just the imagery of the soldier hiding underneath her office desk with the fucking beads on, on top was a very unique image that I haven't seen anywhere else before. And that was quite, um, dreamlike in itself. And I thought that I'd read it. I thought it was just really cool. Um, just, just, and then it ends with like her, her kind of mental breakdown and the office is turned into a battlefield and her coworkers look like opponents. And then she literally kind of, in a admittedly cliche way, have to fight her clone war persona like it's like yeah. a bit like when link has to fight dark link or something like that um it was a little on the nose but definitely effective um and all of this is told without dialogue which i really appreciate that you know there aren't any 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 bits where it cuts to just film like the whole thing is just the music video and w- and one thing that i will say with this whole hardwired to self-destruct uh, project is that all the songs have been delightfully long so that all these videos can 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 be long with them sure. there's no like one minute 30 project or anything like That's like true. that you know all of these are like five six seven eight minutes long aren't they yeah pretty much uh they, they always stack at the uh the latter end of the first 10 there so um yeah man this has been all of the music videos thank you guys for listening we've covered them all up to this point i'm sure when they do more in the future we will uh cover those as well Sam, what was your favourite video we spoke about? Oh, it's probably it's probably got to be Enter Sandman still, Enter hasn't Sandman. it? Of course. Yeah. But I do have a soft spot for I Disappear because of just how cheesy it is, <laughs> um, it, and and it it was my window into the wonderful world of Tom Cruise as well. <laughs> One thing I did want to say, Tom, yep. you know, not to get too sentimental or anything, but that this has really been a true videography in the sense that this has been a collection of true works of art, you know, one band, one vision. There has been a, a canon and a, a, a real run-through aesthetic. And that has been used, you know, to both full unironic effect in things like Enter Sandman, where it's just going, yeah, this is awesome! But then they've done it to subvert audience expectations time and time again. And that's just been so, that's been so interesting to to catalogue. Like, like, despite the continuity, it's been a brilliant showcase of a wide range of directors and all of their styles and talents 
it's been a very diverse range of videos in its imagery, style, color palette, even format. You know, we've had animated videos, we've had live action, black and white stuff like that. We've we had live, um, we've had about five or five or six live uh, ones now. There have been actual recurrent themes, which has been really unique. Um, in doing my Paul McCartney ones, there haven't been recurrent fucking themes except for him trying to desperately look cool and failing. Right, but. We've had lots about dreams, lots about different worlds and different realities and mental health and the disenfranchised and the, you know, just the people's having having a tough time. And they delve into it time and time again. And it didn't feel worn out. It, like, it always felt like they had something new and fresh to say for the most time. And when it didn't, they were taking a risk at least. So that was always kind of kind of commendable. And the band themselves have always been consistently on top form whenever they themselves appear in the video. And that's just been a, a consistency like the fucking sun rising in the east and setting in the west. Um, and the band have always just been presented as this ultimate live force. And this and, and these guys who just make these videos who not only try and uh, make you have fun in the moment, making, oh, okay, that was kind of cool, but... At least half of them kind of made me think about them in my own spare time just after I'd either either done these podcasts with you or just after after I'd watched them. A lot of them are unique works of art, and that has to be commended, really. Yeah, and that about wraps it up, I should say. If this is your first time listening to this series, go back and check out all the uh, four ones before this. Also, all the other times that Sam has been on the show, um, we did Unjustice for All. We've mentioned before it was one of the most hated episodes in the history of the show. We also did Lover Man recently, which was a really good chat as well. And of course, it's, um, Paul or Nothing, Sam, how do people listen? You can uh, so either Facebook, YouTube, uh, any podcast app, iTunes, type in Paul or nothing. Also check out our sister blog, which has a bunch of ex exclusive and bonus content, which is paulmccartneypod.wordpress.com. Find us on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash mccartneypod. And hey, if, if you want to drop us a, drop us an email, if, if you've been in introduced to me and the way I talk on here, drop us an email at paulmccartneypod at gmail.com. Tom will put all the links and stuff down below. Anyway, it's my Paul McCartney pod podcast i wouldn't have been able to do it without tom and our kind of lennon and mccartney split but i am glad that we still uh, are able to uh, do do our uh, kind of compilation albums together when we do uh, stuff on e each other's shows and it's it's been really fun man it has it has it's been great man and um again get at me at metallicapod metallicapod at gmail.com if you want to come on the show the more i see and also mistress dread are available um, just get in touch. We'll arrange a time to if chat. If you don't want me to do Mistress Dread, oh. if you don't want me to do Miss, Mistress Dread, then please write in because that will probably end up happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Patreon, iTunes, all that sort of stuff is there. We will be back in the future covering yet more Metallica songs. We've got loads of cool stuff coming up. Trying to arrange some cool guests as well. Should hopefully be on Metal at Your Podcast soon as well. Um, but uh, yeah, Sam, thank you again, sir. Thank you, Tom. This is this has been unique, man. It has. <laughs>